Welcome, 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 welcome to the Life is Dumb Podcast. dude what's going on what's up Nate? how much right. man how's michigan michigan's great hey now we we're just we we're just talking per usual right uh for before but uh when i drove home the other day i was pissed because i left the sunny in like 65 in denver and it's i come home thinking i'm gonna drive into like the snowstorm that michigan had like uh last week i guess it would have been <laughs> i drive in snow's all gone completely melted the next day like, the sun comes up it's 50 degrees outside like, and then denver's getting blasted with snow i was like oh man i can't find it i mean it's a it's a white christmas or will be but it's yeah. cold as balls here is it yeah the um, it's, uh, it's it's snowing here now where i think okay. we're supposed to get four or five inches tonight so thankfully we'll have a white christmas so that's cool yeah this would be my first white christmas other than sandy beaches and white sandy beaches this will be the first white <laughs> christmas in it was like five years or something like that. First time driving in snow in a little bit. Uh, it's been good. The only thing that sucks is this house needs a serious upgrade. Oh, uh, the insulation on it is in terrible. The windows are the single pane windows. So I can just feel the cold air blowing through the windows. It's horrific. But well, That's why it's so funny looking at our bedrooms at the place. It's it's feels like it's 500 degrees in there. As soon as you open the door, you're like, oh, shit, it's like 10 degrees out uh, in the living room. It's it's horrible, but eh, it's all right. We um, I told you this earlier, but um, because we're doing a podcast on thoughts and beliefs and attitude, um, we wanted to go on a, a winter wonderland walk last night in the snow, and it got late, and we we're like, nah, like we're we're good. We'll we'll just do it tomorrow. And the <laughs> I went upstairs after letting the dogs outside for like ten minutes, and those assholes, the gate was open, and they were gone doing their own winter wonderland trot and stroll and so sarah and i were threw our boots on and we're running through the the neighborhood at like 9 30 at night like bear coville <laughs> people were opening their windows i was trying to talk to people and we, we live in a a fairly uh uh mixed ethnic neighborhood a lot of uh, yep. spanish speakers so we'd stop some people and hey have you seen two dogs running through here and just the look and like all right Dos perros. And, oh, no, no. No, senor. All right, all right, bye. Gotta go, gotta go. But, El doggo. <laughs> but uh, thank goodness we found him on their, uh, That's good, yeah. their like half mile from the house just booking it towards 225. Oh, it, it, it's like getting getting to know Kovu. Uh, you're like, well, he's kind of an escape artist anyway. He's kind of seems like he's always up to no good. But Bear, <laughs> you remember the time we were building the rig in the garage yep. and 10 minutes later he comes pan back he's got a zucchini in his mouth yeah. like, where the hell did you go where'd you get the zucchini where, where'd you go and he's just like, yeah. i still want to know where he got that zucchini but uh, talk man and it was funny last night even sarah was like you know what this little dick he didn't even bring a zucchini back <laughs> so at least we could, could laugh about it later but oh my god yeah. it was Hopefully that's the last time that happens, but right. Well, well I, Merry Christmas yeah. Eve, right? Yeah, yeah. Merry <laughs> Christmas. It was going to be, they were almost someone else's Christmas present, but, uh, thank goodness <laughs> right. we got the family back, but, uh, well, let's get the pleasantries out of the way. Um, sure. as always to the listeners, we appreciate your support. And for those that's of you, who, too. yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Obviously, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, but you can also find us through podomatic.com. And you can also find us through iTunes. Uh, iTunes seems to be the major hub for most people. So if you do listen through iTunes, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. And that will allow for an automatic update of all of our episodes. So you don't have to manually go in and do it. And then if you do subscribe, please take the time to go in and leave a preferably four or five star rating. Um, If you hate it. Six if it's offered. If it is offered. (laughs) Um, And that just allows the podcast to move up in the rankings and and reach more people and hopefully we can get the messages that we have out in the ether and people can benefit from it and yeah so we definitely appreciate the support and of course and hit us up uh hit us up on instagram too it's uh, at life is done mm-hmm. um we'll we'll be doing some stuff probably a little bit lower uh quieter version of, of our uh new year's uh, goals but yeah. um be cool to have some people jump in and hold everybody accountable a little bit if we can and yeah i know we've been thinking about a little bit but yeah i'm trying to set realistic achievable targeted um resolutions (laughs) right we're on january 2nd you don't fail yeah exactly (laughs) Uh, this is fuck (laughs) yeah forget it i'm done back to donuts i I, I think i got i got a couple in my head that i want to do but uh i'll save them so that yeah i'll see what what we come up with i got a couple in my mind too but I don't. I don't want to figure any, out how yeah. I'm gonna make them happen. <laughs> I don't want anyone to hold me accountable yet, so I'm right. gonna keep them to yeah. myself. That's the, yeah. That'll, the that'll be uh, next week's episode, right as the new year comes along. But if you are listening, yeah, start get your bottom, get them together, and uh, we'll try and come up with some kind of plan for everybody to hold each other accountable. Yeah, and, hopefully some sort uh, of Facebook group or something like that, and yeah. we can um, you can yell at me and and when I when I get on and be like, yeah, I broke down, had pizza, <laughs> slapping you across the table. <sighs> So, well, anyway, man, we, uh, yeah, exactly. Give me your pizza. That wasn't my resolution. (laughs) I show up at Taco Bell. Oh, well, but, uh, yeah, we, we had a good podcast last week, um, on perspective and patience and how that really ties into, um, the negative, uh, I said situations that you might find yourself in and, or not just, just in life in general and how you can create a perspective for yourself and about yourself. And yeah, it's, it's creating that framework of life and mm-hmm. yeah, whether, whether you're already in a positive or negative situation is kind of irrelevant. It's just a matter of how do you create that habitual thinking and, mm-hmm. and, and viewing point from for your own life and for yourself really. Yeah. Um, I guess a lot of times when I think about life, it's, it's more of like a, a term referencing like your own self, you know, like mm-hmm. you are your own life. So yeah, outside of it doesn't matter, but I mean, it's, it, uh, yeah. at the end of the day, it's sort of like, uh, it's analogous to getting your car the oil changed, right? I mean, the car's not breaking down, but you need to do some, some maintenance on it, um, from time to time. And so it doesn't break down, but I mean, that's, that's a really simple analogy, but I think any, well, it's, a, it's a good one though. Any it's, of the, yeah. Because we've, we've talked about, we talked about it last episode and we talked about a pre-show here is that taking inventory and, and that's really creating perspective, <clears throat> utilizing your patience. And then what the you know topics that we're going to talk about today really do come from taking inventory, taking a, a deeper look inside and, and, or what's under the hood, I guess you would say in the oil Car uh, example, but, uh, I think that continue on, I think from a couple episodes, we, we like the perspective and, and, uh, patience talk, but even building on that, how do you really create that? And, and I think that we both felt comfortable talking about, you know, your self talk or your language that you use, the beliefs that you have, why you have them, mm-hmm. how can you change them? Uh, it all kind of molds together. It's just called something different. You know, a lot of it has to do with taking action and 
how do you do these things? But it's, um, I'm excited about today's topic because it's something that I've struggled with for a long time. It's something I still battle. I think that when you develop certain habits for even short amount of time, but for me, this has been probably almost all my life. It's just now become, you know, in the last few years, it's become more conscious. And at some point you just kind of say, fuck it. I'm, I'm tired of feeling the way I felt. So Mm -hmm. let's just have the faith. And I think that's maybe a, a decent jumping off point of like faith and belief and the language behind that. So, yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, to be realistic, I think people find faith, um, in many different avenues. Um, the two, one major being religion, there's faith that things will work out. There's even the idea that, uh, everything happens for a reason. Um, I don't, I, I mean, disclaimer here, uh, spoiler alert on my thoughts. You know, I don't necessarily subscribe to that, but anything that allows you to get out of your head and bring you away from those negative thought processes and the, the, the wording that you use for your life. Um, you know, in my case, it's, um, you know, it's a, it's a self-motivation. Um, I mean, I, I think even for myself growing up and I don't know where it stemmed from. Um, I, I, you know, grew up religious and which, which may or may not tie into this at all, but I had a fear of the unknown and I was really open about it. I was very open about, well, I just have a fear of the unknown. And I talked to you about this pre-show and I said, the, the big thing that I could relate to was going to Cedar Point. And for those of you who have never been to Cedar Point, it's worth it. Uh, yes, absolutely. First, first yeah. message. Yes. Call me up and I'll go with. Yeah, it is a <laughs> massive amusement park in Sandusky, Ohio. Um, I don't know if it does now, but it for a while had the, you know, the biggest, tallest, fastest roller coasters. Yeah. But I would refuse to go on roller coasters because I was the, there was a fear of the unknown. I didn't know what to expect. I knew that I would feel uncomfortable and I might not like it. But there was a point in my life, and obviously this is a – maybe it's just more of a, a relatable um, story. But there was a certain point where I, for whatever reason, was like, this is ridiculous. Like, what, what – I don't know what to expect. And I don't know what I'll feel like. And at some point in my life, I just got on. And they're fun as hell. And you just sort of um, – like my thought process was a, a neg- overwhelmingly negative um, approach to it. And, I mean, I could probably translate this to so many different things in my life. But it was the fear of the unknown in respect to just taking action. And right. taking action when it came to um, – I eventually would just take the easy road. And sometimes the Which easy road is ultimately is just, the harder road. Right? Exactly, because then there's no progression. And it becomes, I think it becomes more insidious than just not taking risks. Because I think taking risks um, in, I mean, evolution will show us that risks are the reason we are here today. Right. And, but, but not, in, so in some cases, not taking risks uh, perpetuates you know, a, a species or, um, your self-preservation, but sure. a lot of the time it just means inaction and inaction creates no progression for yourself. Um, it's, kind, it's of, kind of, it's kind of like building off the faith thing. Like it's not that faith is, you know, like fa- faith is anything that you just have a blind, um, blind belief that something's going to work out. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily have to be positive. Uh, most people tend to use the word faith in a you know, when you talk about religion, it's like, well, my faith is really important to me. Well, that's not to say that I didn't have faith that I was going to fail something. 
yeah, I, I, I guess believe right. strongly that I'm going to fail this or this is not going to work out. That's a blind faith almost. Mm-hmm. I don't know that, but I'm not helping myself. Well, yeah, it's, a, uh, so it's I, I, you know, like, you know, we're talking about this language and the framework of how you set these things up, perspective, you create these things mm-hmm. and whether it's your faith, whatever you want to call it, it's, uh, yeah, it, it being negative in those situations doesn't mean that you're wrong. doesn't mean that you're right. It just means that you're probably going to be functioning in a lower energy and yeah, you know what? Things generally happen the way you, you, the energy you carry is behind them. Exactly. I mean, <clears throat> even if you do have, you've built yourself up in a positive light, or you have you have positive belief about um, a situation, or overall the way you um, uh, you believe in yourself, there will be failures. And we've right. talked about this on several several of the shows now, where if you are creating a belief in yourself or the wording is overwhelmingly positive that when you do have those failures, you aren't, um, you aren't thrown back into the bastion of negativity and inaction. You you don't, yeah, you don't, it doesn't take us long to navigate through like, you know, you acknowledge what is like, you know, failure is the people that are successful depending on how you frame success. But uh, in this case, people that don't stay, stuck on something that you know the quote-unquote failure are just people that see it as an opportunity to learn to Mm -hmm. to basically just eliminate okay that's that wasn't going to work what's the next option Mm -hmm. and they just keep plugging along knowing that everything gives you more data to make a better move or you know navigate better or um, have find more clarity to find things that work best Mm -hmm. you know like coming home sitting down like it, it you know I told you I was probably going to rant. Maybe this is where I'm going to go. Yeah. Uh, and not, not to change the story completely, but I'm pretty sure our Lions just got booted from the playoffs because they can't <laughs> beat the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, Brett, uh, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers was dead most of the season. Again, they can't come away with the division. Uh, the state of Detroit sports is, is abysmal, and I don't understand it between ownership and, and management. But um, that's not the actual rant. Although we could rant about that. <laughs> that's for the, the Life is Done sports <laughs> podcast that's coming up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it, it, it's, you know, it, just talking to so many people recently, like I, you know, so I drove home from Denver. I left at two forty-five in the morning Yeah, man, that Tuesday, was last Tuesday and I drove 19 hours straight and everybody I've told them like, you're, you're out of your fucking mind and blah, blah. Well, you are in part, it, it felt like it, you know, and I had two hours of sleep, three hours a night before. And I was, mm-hmm. I, I, for some reason I wasn't tired on the trip, but it, it was weird. I kind of wanted to test the mindset. Of like I was excited to do this thing. I was excited to just be alone and and learn. And you know, I told you other than a couple phone calls that I took, and you know, one of them was like you know hour and a half long, fine. But for the most part, it was all podcasting. And it, for most people, already know that my semester, first semester of grad school, was abysmal. But I think I learned more in 19 hours driving and podcasting uh, than I have in probably 28 years. You know, it just it's, I learned so much better from it, but that whole thing, I, you know, I was receiving messages from a few people in my life. And, um, in the last few weeks, it's become more apparent, or maybe I'm just more annoyed by it because I'm changing my level of functioning or Mm -hmm. energy, whatever it is. I'm, I'm trying my best to really look at everything optimistically and, you know, through love and my heart and, and say like, what is the opportunity here? Mm -hmm. You know, you know, we talked about this too. It's like, well, it's not just these two guys that struggle with, you know, anxiety, depression, addiction, suicide, all these things. And then just all of a sudden they woke up and like, I'm happy. Everything's good. Like, no, no, no. It's the ability to really pull yourself out of those struggles quicker, mm-hmm. not quickly, but quicker 
than you would have and see the opportunity, the value in struggle and failure and all these things. You know, like anybody that you look up to, mentors are probably going to tell you the same thing. They they fucked up at some point. You have oh, to. Oh yeah. You have to. But like it's so so much recently. Whatever whatever arena you want to talk about it, and we can. You know, dating relationships. I've had people in the last couple of weeks talking to me about like I don't. I, guys are so stupid. Blah blah. And I'm like, you're not. You are attached to the external environment still. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I'm not. And I'm like, well, first of all. <clears throat> When you get defensive, a lot of times I view people getting defensive as them saying, I don't want to hear that you're right right now. You know, like I told my, I, my dad and I were having a conversation yeah. the other night, and my dad's a little older, and I'm obviously challenging the world. And I think I've always grown up like that. Um, my sister and I are very different. My sister didn't challenge things as much as I did. And I admire my sister for that because whatever the task is, she just grinds it out. She does it 100%, does it beautifully. Like, I don't think I've ever seen my sister fail at something. It's, one of the craziest things, but like me, I'm like, it doesn't make sense to me. I just don't do it. Or it's too hard. I used to run away from it. Yeah. But my dad and I were talking and you know, he's, he's an old school thinker. He's like, Oh, you know, when I feel like things are kind of going down in my life, I just go do something. I preoccupy myself essentially. And said, so, you know, like that makes sense, but I don't think that everybody has that ability. I think when you create this habit, when you get caught in the depression, um, for, you know, so to speak in this situation, uh, you don't have that outlet. And so I'm listening to these people talk about relationships and, and all this stuff. And they're like, ah, oh, this guy's an asshole and that guy does this. And I'm like, but you're telling me you're going to call bullshit on all these people. But all I hear is that you're glued to the external environment. You know, like you're, you're not listening to yourself. You're not ready. You shouldn't be dating. And you mm-hmm. probably know the situations I'm talking about right now. But yeah, it's, it's um, you know, like they don't, it doesn't need to be a particular situation. It's, it's funny when you start observing your life. In, a, um, in the light of I'm taking an inward look first doesn't mean that all of life happens inward. I think that most of your answers are, you know, almost always they're going to be there. And the more you take care of yourself, the more you find yourself in an environment of where you want to be with people you want to be with. Um, but the, you know, so many people are just glued to, well, he did this and he did that. But what did you do? Mm-hmm. Why are you in this situation? He, he or she doesn't even need this your acknowledgement yeah. if you were if you were functioning on like a eh, and i'm guilty of this too even recently <laughs> falling into these traps of, and i'm finally like, you know you start writing stuff out and you're like screw this i don't need to be doing this this is stupid mm-hmm. i want to i want to move on with my life and, and and make myself feel better make my life more productive or feel like i'm moving forward but it's it's even in the gym you know like one of the podcasts I listened to is the Power Athlete Pod, the podcast, and they had um, Dr. Stu McGill on. Oh, yeah. And, uh, for anyone that doesn't know who Stu McGill is, this guy is, he's a spine guru. And, he, mm-hmm. you know, he's not, a, I don't, I, his background is PhD, but he's not a clinical guy. He's, he's a scientist. He does his own research. And uh, all these elite football players, you know, NFL guys, and they have back injuries that go to McGill. Um, Brian Carroll. So McGill's got a new book out, and it's called The Gift of Injury or something. And, you know, right there, you're looking at a title of a book that says <laughs> gift of something injury. shitty yeah, is, exactly. is your gift. You know, like a broken relationship is a gift and death can be a gift. Um, but he, the book is on a premise of one of the most elite power lifters of our time, Brian Carroll. Um, they found out that he had a full fracture all the way through his sacrum. Jesus. And and he was on his last lift. He's like, I, I can't do this anymore. So he went to Stu McGill and McGill was like, you got to do you want to get back to functioning in life or do you want to be setting records? Because without functioning in life, you don't get to set records. Hmm. He's like, I can't promise you anything 
but our goal should be to just get you functioning again, not setting new records in powerlifting, like not weightlifting, but can you walk without pain? Can you function say, without pain? So managing expectations. Right. And so here's this guy, you know, you talk about football, you know, any, the big four sport, anybody that's 1%, this guy had to tuck his ego away and say, okay, I'm going to give you a year of my time to try and fix me because nothing else has been working. And now he's back to lifting as a, you know, elite power lifter. Yeah. And you're like, you know, you come back to, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with CrossFit gyms. I, that's where I make, you know, spend most of my time. And, um, I'm guilty of this too, you know, like playing college hockey you have to understand the difference between injured and hurt. I blended those two. I didn't like to tell people that I was injured. I wanted to be a part of the team. I didn't want people to know that I couldn't play for fear that I wouldn't get back in the lineup when I was healthy. And now I'm still dealing with these injuries, you know, just this back injury that I've had. Mm -hmm. I keep trying to work out through it, work out through it. And like, you know, had you taken two or three months and actually addressed the issues, you'd probably be 20 steps forward right now, but because you're impatient, because you're pissed off about, oh, I don't want to waste my time with this. You just have excuses, and it's so tiring. It's energy draining. It absolutely zaps your energy when you start communicating with people from any avenue or arena of life. And when you're like, here's some, here's what I would, how I would help you view this. Let's change your perspective on this. And like, well, I can't do it because this. I can't do it because mm -hmm. that. And like, then don't ask for help. But when you've been hurt for two years straight and everything is a different injury. There's too much going on. We've got to find a way to pull back. And, and it's just so frustrating, whether it's relationship, it's sports and injury, whether it's school, career, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. It's that taking inventory. It's it's taking time to say, like, why am I not succeeding to the point that where I think I should be? You know, I've, I've recently asked a friend for help with nutrition because it's not that I don't have the knowledge on it. It's that I overthink it. It's analysis by paralysis. Same mm -hmm. thing with programming my own workouts. Yep. You know, I'm gonna change it because I, I'm doing too much. I think that's part of my reason I'm hurt. But like nutrition, I gotta take the thinking out of it. I, I get lost in that. But I used to make well, I can't do it because of this. I can't do it because of that. And you're like, no, you can't do it because you're being an asshole. Yeah. You're you're not you're not putting the pause button on to say, here's my issue. How am I gonna clearly try and navigate through this? Yeah, well, it's like uh, what's it's such a convoluted. State. Yeah, what's the uh, the quote? Insanity is doing the same exact thing over and over, expecting different results. <laughs> right. And I mean, I'm I'm hundred trying to run through the brick wall. Exactly, and go around it. And uh, I'm guilty of that too. And even injury, you know, the injury that threw me down the road that took me to rock bottom. It was, you know, if I had just done the right thing, and if I had taken had you know, inserted a bit of patience, um, into that situation, you know, who knows where I would have been, or, you know, I think overall, uh, you say injuries, a gift, or that book was written that way. Uh, you know, I can't now, you know, I think my life is so much more positive and I have so much better, um, outlooks on situations because of what I went through, but it is, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. It, it, when you, it's much easier to um, try to drive through things and um, because we're so instant gratification, you want things to be fixed immediately. And that can send us back into the brick wall over and over. The, and who knows, man, you might actually make a dent in that brick wall. Sure. But it's not to say it won't work. It's just that there's probably more efficient ways. There's more convenient ways and there's more, uh, there's probably a, a much more likely way of doing it that will give you a much better outcome. Exactly. But like, you know, the whole point of the ramp, you know, even my dad and I we were sitting there and 
it was a, it was a really great conversation. It was, it was awesome to talk to him about this stuff. And, you know, we were like, he's like, I, I don't know if, you know, I understand like, why, why is it like this then? Why, why did things change? And I'm, we're sitting, you know, it was late at night, it's probably 11 o'clock at night. We're just sitting there watching TV and we're both on our phones. And I said, do you know why? You know why shit doesn't get done? Because we think it should be happening yesterday. Yep. You know, I'm, I'm going to start a business. Well, if I don't have, you know, $5 million in the bank by tomorrow, I've failed. <laughs> yeah. No, most, most people don't reach true, you know, quote unquote success until they're in their forties, man. Like all these big time people. But like the other thing is, and the whole point, the point of that rant, you know, like the gym stuff, the relationship stuff, any of that, like, what do you, when people go to work like eight hours a day and they're like, I fucking hate everything. I hate my job, blah, blah. But then they come home and they sit on their phone. They, they just watch TV and you're like, why don't you read 10 pages of a book? Why don't you download a, a video on YouTube or whatever and, and learn one thing today? You're going to go work for somebody else. And like if, if financially people are like, I don't make enough money. I'm like, well, you only work eight hours a day. There's 24. What you do with the other 16 there is up to you. Mm-hmm. If you want to keep working, like is there more efficient ways? Sure. You can create these things that work for you. But what the fuck is going on that you're not willing to come home and invest in yourself? I realize that you need to make an income right now, but it doesn't mean that you can't start putting time and money and energy for yourself into yourself, into your, what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I, it was so cool to one of my buddies, he, he doesn't uh, verbalize a lot of what he's thinking. Um, and luckily enough, I think he feels comfortable to talk to me about it, about things, you know, every so often he reached out to me the other day about putting a workout program together and stuff like that just absolutely excites me. Cause it's, yeah. And number one, it's an opportunity for me to hone my skills, you know, really practice my skills. And uh, it's great to feel like someone trusts you. And, and, but at the end of the day, you're like, there's a person that whether they're lying to themselves or not, it doesn't, you know, the fake it till you make it type thing doesn't matter if that was action. I asked mm. for help. I, and I, stuff like that is just so exciting because that's people that are like, I'm sick of where I'm at right now. I don't want to be here right now. And in, in terms of the state I'm in, how do I get out of it? Like, here's one step. I want to, I want to start working out a little bit. Let me just get my feet wet with it. Let me get back into something like, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. You know, like invest in yourself. Like it's okay. You know, like every once in a while, take a night off, sit inside by yourself and like, yeah, take inventory on your thoughts. Inventory has been a theme for us the last couple of episodes, but it's just so much of like, how are you going to tell me that you're miserable when you come home from certain jobs? And you're like, well, I can't do it because of this. I can't do it because of that. But I, you just won't invest in yourself. Go yeah. learn something. I, you know, like even, yeah. even doctors and stuff. Like, why did I learn so much from those podcasts? I didn't learn from a book. I learned from the people that are changing the science every single day, whether it's science and psychology, in marketing, in business, in rehab, in school shit. You know, it's everything changes every second. Nothing, you know, it's like everything is temporary. Nothing mm-hmm. is permanent except for death. You know, like we're here and we're dead. Anything in between is always changing. I'm not the same person I was two seconds ago. Things are changing. Yeah. But like you're not going to get that change in your life. You're not going to find out what makes you happy until you take any action. Like I told my one friend, I was like, I don't care what you do. Just take out a piece of paper and start writing. You know, if you don't know what you want to do. Cool. Take down out a piece of paper and a pen and just start writing things down that you like doing. Because my guess is the answer is somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. You start doing more of that, and all of a sudden the shit that you do that really bothers you doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing with nutrition. Like, exactly. Stop taking things away and start adding shit. You're know, like, okay, I need more veggies. 
we'll just start adding a half cup of veggies every meal. And then eventually, you know, you eat those things first. And then by the time, you know, a week passes and you're like, ah, I don't need the ice cream at the end or I'll, I don't need as much potato or, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, it's easier to add uh, something good and let it kind of force the bad out. Um, but it's just an investment in yourself. And I think this is where we're going with today is that the, yep. the belief, the language, what you use. When you come home from work and you're miserable and you just keep telling yourself, oh, I don't want to go tomorrow. I don't want to do this. I don't. I don't. I can't. I can't. Well, f- of course you fucking can't. Yeah, because you're that's all you, that. That's all you've heard. You know, mm-hmm. We were just talking about this pre-show. Like, There's this book I started reading. We talked about what we wanted the topic to be today. Same day, I pick up a book, a new book to start reading. And the first chapter is about the agreement of your word. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, like the first couple of sentences, I'm like, I don't know if they mean what I'm thinking. Oh, it was exactly what I was thinking. Like, you know, we talked about some different. So like, why is this a cup? Why is this a phone? It's just an agreement on a word. It's it's something that we've agreed upon. Like, okay, I'm, I'm fine with calling this computer. I'm fine with calling this, you know, book. But like, you can do that with thought too. Um, it's not to say that everything works out only positively. Yeah. But the, the length of time that you stay in that negative state or you dwell on something drastically diminishes when you start creating that habitual content of, ah, it's okay. It's an opportunity to learn. It's an opportunity to grow. It's, uh, it's data. Mm-hmm. We're getting more information to make a better decision to navigate more clearly. And all that stuff starts within you. So like, yeah. why wouldn't you fucking invest in yourself Re- reading five, five minutes a day? You know, it's so it's not, it's hard. It's not hard. You know, like there's plenty of times where I roll, wake up in the morning. I'm like, I should read. And I don't. Mm-hmm. But it's that agreement. The more times that you do it, you do that positive, the more you're going to be able to push that negative out. And then all of a sudden, five minutes, you feel productive already. Yeah. What's next? I mean, it's um, the, the difficulty with contracts to yourself in the wording, the contractual wording that you use in your head is it isn't a contractual agreement with another individual. And, you know, I even brought this up in the, the other podcast that I do, uh, the Mod State podcast. We've got these situations right now where, um, you know, whether, what, I'm not trying to get political here, but um, you have big corporations that are going to get tax cuts, right? And or net neutrality where there are big businesses who have good faith sort of contracts with their people sure. that we're not going to throttle the Internet or uh, workers are going to get more money, stuff like this, right? These these become almost like contractual agreements and or. I have a contract with you that we're going to do, um, you know, whatever, we're going to split the rent or something like that, right, something right. easy, but that's a contractual agreement with an individual and it becomes intimate and there's an accountability there and it becomes difficult to do that with yourself because no one's holding you accountable to that. And it's going to take more work to actually stick to the principles that you develop in your own mind than it will be to do that to someone else. And by not doing that, you or, or not sticking to, you know, your principles or whatever you develop for yourself, it becomes easy. It, w- it becomes far more easy to be less accountable and because it's not affecting anybody. It's only affecting you. And even if it's as, you know, innocuous or as, as small as working out or reading a book, I mean, again, it's like habit. What does it take? 21 days to create a habit. Something like that. Something yeah. like that, whatever. Uh, probably not. Scientific, that's, I think but, that's, I think that's what the science is saying, yeah, but um, sure. <laughs> but you know, if you don't have that patience to c- develop that uh, mentality, it will never come to fruition. 
And well, it's it kind of goes along those lines of like, why are a lot of times we don't invest because we don't think it's going to happen quick enough. You're like, well, what? Nothing, nothing like that. You can't change your life over. I mean, certain things will change your life overnight, but like, you're not going to just all of a sudden wake up and be like, nah, I'm never mm-hmm. going to talk negatively again. And it, it comes back to that same thing with investing yourself. You go to work, you're miserable, you come home, you sit on your phone, you're watching people's highlight reel. It's never the real story. No. So just stick to your own fucking story, create the life you want, because like, whatever you want to do, it's there. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, we talked about this in the first episode that the happiness advantage book, and it's more of like a we're in a society that believes that success equals happiness. In reality, this this actual studies, the data is showing that happiness or you know some kind of joy breeds the actual success. So like that's why I started telling my friends like I started doing this too. Just write down things you like doing. That way, when you do get bored or you're miserable, you're like it, those are the times where I can never think of shit to do. Oh, I'm yeah. always like, I don't know. I have nothing to do. I don't enjoy doing anything. Nothing's fun to me. I open that book and I'm like, oh, I can mm. go for a walk. I can yeah. read a book. I can, you know, YouTube something. I can laugh for a little bit. Anything to change that energy to, to just interrupt that flow of negative thought where you're like, I'm not good at anything. I don't have these things. But the belief, you know, and we talked about this too, the, the belief. And the easiest example is religion. So I'll try and avoid that. But Oh, you know, go like, in. Why, why <laughs> do kidding. I like Detroit sports? Yeah. Cause, because I was born near Detroit, because my friends, the people around us all grew up liking Detroit sports. Yep. Now, had I grown up in Pittsburgh, thankfully I did not because I can't stand the Penguins. Oh, Pittsburgh's uh, nice. Right, yeah. <laughs> I've never been, but uh, I've seen enough of them already. <laughs> but it's, you know, why am I not a Pittsburgh fan? Probably because I didn't grow up there. Yep. You know, you can do that with anything. So, like, how do you create these beliefs in yourself, in in the reality? How do you view it? It's all just taking an inventory of saying, like, being conscious of the words you use. You know, like, I started doing it to people where, like, ah, I need to do this. And I'm like, do you need to do it? Or is it something you want to do? Mm-hmm. Because wanting to work out makes your workouts much more enjoyable and something to look forward to rather than I need to do it. Sounds like a fucking punishment. Yeah, and I think, but even if if it's something you don't want to do, starting on a need basis to do it will eventually create results where you do want to do things. I mean, sure, we think about New Year's resolutions, and I think the number one New Year's resolution that anyone ever comes up with is probably to get into shape. And right. to get into shape is 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 monumental. It's it's a it's the mountain to climb. I mean, in the uh, um, uh, Joseph Campbell's um, uh, metaphorical obstacle, the dragon that you need to slay. I mean, that dragon is up on top of the mountain and it is legitimately a climb. And once you get to the top, you got to slay the dragon on top of it. So well, isn't, isn't that the old saying of like, you know, I just had this conversation with somebody about the NHL. It, it's not, it's not that getting to the NHL is easy. It's, it's not, obviously it's, it's not, I would have loved to have gone there. <laughs> Wasn't even close, but it's gotta be even harder to stay. Oh yeah. The top, the top is, you know, like everybody wants to be there tomorrow. And you're like, you haven't gone through the fucking ropes to get there. So you're number one, not going to appreciate being there, but number two, you're not going to know how to stay there mm-hmm. because the sec you, every single second, you know, athletes is the easiest one example. Cause I think most people associate with that in some way. Those people that are in this microcosm of a world. Like everything they do, you slip on the field, you, you, you lose an edge on the ice. Not only is it on TV, 
and for everybody to see instantly. But there's 20,000 people standing right there. They're like, oh, yeah, that fucking sucks. Like, dude, shit happens left mm-hmm. and right, even to the best people in the world. So it's like, how are you going to be prepared to handle that stuff if you've never developed your shit from the ground level? Exactly. That's that's why you build a gr- house from the ground up. And I think people um, – so I had an experience um, with my ex-wife who, um, who I thought was – well, she doesn't listen to this, but – is is inherently just a pessimist and and i think over time i've developed this baseline optimism and not a misguided optimism but just a where what can we make of this and this sucks but xyz insert false motivation or whatever you want to do um i've just developed that over time and you know she she had asked the question like well what's the point like, what's the point of being optimistic? Like, this sucks. And this is this is a horrible situation. Why would you... Like, it's, it's almost irresponsible to be optimistic. Like, this just sucks. And I wondered... I, I really pondered on that, and I still do to this day, about how you can change your... Because I truly believe that you can change your mindset from the half-glass empty to the half-glass full mentality. Because it's <laughs> the same thing. I mean, that glass is still half full you get to develop how you look at that situation how you look at all your situations and it again you you alluded to this with what you're saying it's it's how you go about it and how you approach every situation because you can find a negative even if it's the most positive thing in the world like let's say you hit the lottery 500 million dollars and i think anyone in the world can say that that's a positive outcome right (laughs) That's, that's, that's crazy. Um, or let's say you get the promotion or you're an athlete that makes it to the NHL. You have the ability to look at that situation, even though it's overwhelmingly positive with a half glass full or half glass empty mentality and what you develop and how you, whatever thought process you have towards that is going to gear your success in that situation because you can fall from those peaks. You can't, I mean, shit, you can fall in the Valley, <laughs> you know, get stuck in the river. And, and <laughs> so I, I do believe that there is a, an ability, though it may be hard, to rewire your brain to look and have an optimistic viewpoint. And I, I think you, when you start looking at the research, even if you're like, well, I don't know how to do it, you can start looking. Instead of, instead of figuring out how to do it, you can look at the benefit of it itself right, and being right. optimistic. And even just doing the research, it shows that Optimistic individuals have a mortality rate that's much lower. Um, Optimistic people um, create more success, whatever relative success that is. Maybe that's just happiness. And and you wonder if that guy in Calcutta who lives in a shack that has a tarp for a roof, who drives a rickshaw every day in the smog of Calcutta, (laughs) he comes home and he's the happiest guy in the world. So you got to think that even in the shittiest situation that any westernized citizen would – would think that that would be the rock bottom and the worst thing on right. planet earth. But he clearly has more optimism surrounding his situation than maybe someone who lives in a $500,000 house who's inherently pessimistic about everything. So it does show that you can be optimistic. You can create thoughts that will overwhelmingly support a positive outlook and success in your life. Well, I, and it, it, this is this, 
it's got so many thoughts running through my mind. One of them being like, we were just talking about, you know, so people like Robin Williams, um, mm-hmm. um, losing the name. Yeah. Heath, um, Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger, yep. you know, like these people had it all quote mm-hmm. unquote had it all. Yep. And, and they're not with us anymore. Yeah. I mean, my, that's for a- what, because they were, I don't, I don't know why they aren't here with us. I mean, we know, we know why, but we don't know the story behind a lot mm-hmm. of it, but it's one of those things of like, we, we also know that the brain is plastic. We know you can reinvent these things. Like there's the reason people that have, that become paralyzed are walking now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not to say that it's impossible. It's not, it doesn't mean that it's easy. Like, Oh, you, you're paralyzed. Oh yeah. yeah we, can, we can get you walking in like, no, but the people that tend to overcome those obstacles, those monumental obstacles are the ones that say like, this is an opportunity to make the most out of my life. This is the situation. And whether I walk again or not, I don't know, but I'm not going to not give the effort. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and well, even, even, even those, yeah, even those individuals that I know who are paralyzed, um, whether they're the soldiers I took care of or, uh, acquaintances I know that got in car accidents, the patients that I take care of, you look at that situation and think, what would be the point? I mean, what a miserable existence, but they're some of the happiest people I've ever met outwardly, of course. And and, it's the thing, like you said, I think it was your ex-wife, but it was, you know, it's, what's the point? (laughs) To quote one of my favorite uh, characters, Ari Gold, when asked, what's wrong? He said, what's right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's the point? What's the point of being fucking miserable? Exactly. Like, you know, like in, listening to those podcasts and drive home 19 hours of podcasting and i'm sitting there learning all this shit and physiologically in the body you can't make blanket statements you know ice is good in certain situations heat's good in others ice is detrimental in certain situations same with a uh, hot mm-hmm. so how do you make these okay whatever decision you make and go forward we know that it's not going to be perfect there's no such thing as i mean there's such thing as something perfect uh you know, circles are perfect, fine. But uh, in life, your situations, there's always going to be that down. We just talked about like, oh, here's these two guys that struggle. They're not just happy. It's taking inventory and understand that when you are in that funk or the situation comes up where it's not exactly how you drew it up, what is your movement through? Mm-hmm. Is it to sit there and pout? Is it to sit there and take inventory and reinvest yourself? Because I mean, you're talking about neuroplasticity. These things can be recreated. You can recreate yourself. I don't care if you're 60. I don't care if you're 20. I don't care if you're 8, you're 100. It's not over until you're dead. So yep. do you want to live a better quality of life? Do you want to feel good? It all starts with mentality. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, there's physical issues that can, you know, health-wise can come up and stuff like that. But to say that you can't create anything out of nothing is, is wrong. You, anything's there. It's yeah. just a matter of what you're buying What's your belief on it? Is it something you believe can actually happen? Mm. Uh, you know, do I think that I can do X, Y, and Z? Well, if I don't, then probably it's not going to happen. Exactly. I'm already, I'm already functioning with a limitation. And I think that's where that belief comes from yeah. is, is belief can be blind. It can be faith. It can be in yourself, whatever you want to call it. But the fact is that, you know, for me, I'm 28 years old and at times, you know, this transition for me has been a long, long time coming and it's not perfect and I don't expect it to be perfect. But now when I get into these funks, I reach out to people quicker. I'm quicker to take action and reading a book because I believe that in 28 years I've tried to fail. 
mm-hmm. and I haven't failed. Yeah. You know, because because deep down I believe that there's more. I have more to offer the mm-hmm. world. I have more to offer myself. There's I more expect more of myself. I believe that I have some kind of gift or purpose. I think everybody does. It's a matter of really honing in and getting to it. Well, chances are that's going to be in those things that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, yeah. we we enjoy doing what we're doing because you know, and and it's obvious because we've done this before without a microphone. Mm-hmm. But that belief in yourself, the belief in the outcome, the outcome doesn't have to be financially motivated. It doesn't have to be um, millions of people motivated. I, I, we don't do a podcast because we think we're going to change the world. I'm trying to change one person's life. Now, lucky for us, it seems like we're rolling pretty good direction. I think that's motivating enough that, okay, if we can change two lives, that'd be great. But yeah. as long as we touch one person's life, we're cool. Like, and it's even you know, it's even our lives. I mean, right. Well, yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, hundred percent, I think without cutting off, I don't mean to, but there's a couple things in there uh, to flesh out. And the first is, you know, there's a term that we used in the military a lot and you're like, okay, well then how the hell do I do this? Just change your mindset. And it can even start with something as simple as what we like to call, uh, for lack of a better word, false motivation. And there are times in the military where you are doing the most mundane tasks and they even put you in situations and some sort of um, training obstacles where there are, um, it's an obstacle course and you have to get everybody in an object across a certain point without touching the ground, without, you know, the, the floor's lava or a time <laughs> hack, right? But the, the, the actual um, scenario is set up that it is not achievable. And it's a team building exercise, but even in the mundane tasks, like sweeping out the motor pool, and staying later because of a punishment or something. I don't know. There, you create a false motivation for the unit, for your team, and for yourself. That in that false motivation, it, you know, we we might know in the obstacle course that we're not going to succeed, but you create a false motivation. A you you motivate you you fake it, and eventually that motivation will inspire. And even if you're doing it, the job gets done and you do it with less of a negative connotation than you do um, with the, with the false motivation where even though, you know, it sucks and it's and maybe we're doing this for a, a small return, you still are able to build yourself up and overcome the negativity of the situation, um, whether that's, you know, making a game out of something or making a game out of the mundane task you have to do, or, you know, just, just falsely motivating the team to, to do this obstacle. Because at the end of the day, what does the obstacle do? It's not like we're changing the world. It's not like we're doing this to meet some real world objective, but you interject that false motivation and you sort of marinate it in the situation and you have a level of, of a success because you're having fun with it or you're, you're, I don't know if I'm articulating that well, but well, it's, it's kind of one of those situations that, you know, for I'm not in the military, never was, but it sounds like one of those things of when you, what happens when you come up to a task, you know, you're overseas in the middle of a war and you have this task where you're like, fuck, I don't, we don't know how we're going to do it. We don't know what we're doing, but we've got to find a way. Doing those mundane tasks that you don't want to do is, it, is a, it's practicing patience. It's practicing mm-hmm. your, um, um, critical thinking skills it's working as a team it's it's finding something to latch onto that's positive mm-hmm. because when you're in those situations you know you're overseas you're in war and you come on these one of these situations 
and nobody knows what the fuck's going on. Well, first of all, we all got on the same page that yes, we can do this. We're going to do this. Yes. Like this probably easier in that situation. Cause you're like, well, if we don't, we're dead. So yeah, in some cases, you know, every, yeah. You know, so everybody heads up, let's go. But then it's just taking action. You're like, we don't know how, you know, this is my kind of, I was just going to pose this question to you. Cause we said like, well, how do you do this? How do you create these beliefs, these thoughts? Like how do you mm-hmm. recreate them? Whatever it is. It's one of those things you don't know how you have to know how you just have to know what mm-hmm. I, I want this outcome. I want to feel better. I want to be more positive. Okay, well, what's your first step? It's taking action in some way. It could be writing a list of fucking words that are, you know, things, activities that you enjoy doing. Okay, yeah. first one, because chances are you just writing those things is going to change your energy. Yeah. And and with that, you can do anything. But my, my question is like, you know, we're talking about thought. We're talking about belief. Since we, you know, we want to talk about like self-absorption, but these two things like how do you view your your own thoughts how do you take those inventory how do you change them do you know for you what it was so yeah it's a good question um one thing i do know is and one thing i've learned about myself and i was going to use this example um as another point i my mother worked for a family in birmingham for a number of years and they were outwardly wildly successful and it wasn't because of inheritance. It wasn't because of a, a perfect roll of the dice. Um, they wound up reinventing, and they were they were in their 70s at this time, and they had wound up reinventing themselves from scratch six times. It, meaning, and even in their 70s, they were reinventing themselves from scratch. And it, what you, and, and to me, I looked up to that because at the time, I really didn't experience much failure in my life. Everything was pretty much set up. Went to school. Any of the failures I had were self-created and I did them to myself. And, and they were monumental at the time. Yeah. Oh, at the time. Yes. They were, they were life. <laughs> Looking ending. back, you're like, what the fuck was that? Exactly. <laughs> and I, I wondered how do you kind of hit that rock bottom and then reinvent yourself again to the same success level or beyond in some cases. And one thing I found, especially with thought process and with and, and how you believe and perceive yourself, and one thing I'm learning now more, especially from the experiences I've had, is that your ability to create a thought process for yourself, um, understanding and being introspective, taking the inventory, writing the things down, creating goals for yourself, builds experience. And that experience, even if it's reading five pages of the book, or in my case, the experience of practicing meditation, or the experience of going through, um, you know, recovery or rehabilitation, that's an experience. And when you move on to something or you create goals for yourself, and you wind up, you wind up going into your toolkit. And you wind up reaching back to the experience that you've had, like, hey, my thought process during this time um, led me to success here and X in this variable, whatever the situation is, um, training for a marathon. I know that um, I run better um, when I don't drink the night before and my <laughs> trainings. I mean, something as simple what? as that. You, you, you reach into that toolkit. <clears throat> and the experience, the thought process that you, that, that you have, you, you can... Um, you can um, use that. And I think the real question is, well, then how, how do you then 
come out of that negative experience and how do you how do you build that thought process well the the simplest and sometimes most difficult thing to do is to do um i mean that's that's it, 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 it really is taking action <laughs> and the the hard part about it is it doesn't it is not easy and it it seems meaningless and some the little things we do like starting to go to the gym as a new year's resolution you're not going to see immediate in fact it's probably going to suck it's going to hurt it's going to be you're going to be sore and you're not going to see immediate responses in the um 12 step groups there's and i think without really promoting it too much because that's not the point of those uh organizations but there's a 12-step process and part of that process is inventory and writing things down and becoming more introspective and the the bottom line is you just have to do it and the repetition of doing that will lead to results in anything you do in life the the amount of time you put into it the in in the gregarious nature of 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 getting into it the false motivation the that leads to motivation inspiration the the grind that you that you put yourself through though it may be painful especially starting does create the foundation for everything that you do and it doesn't your life could be seemingly perfect i mean you could be listening to this podcast going look man i got it figured out like i'm happy with where i'm at but if you're not laying that foundation you still have the ability to crumble and crumble hard and fall hard if the foundation is not there. Well, at some point you are going to crumble and fall hard. Yeah. And how, I think how far you fall doesn't matter. Exactly. But and I some, think everybody's going to find that wall where they exactly. run into it. Like, what the fuck was that? Exactly. And so <clears throat> the belief structure that I'm creating currently, um, it allows for the belief that I can fail and that I will fail. And it isn't necessarily a positive thing, but to to have the belief and the understanding that there is failure on the horizon, um, it it allows for a level of preparation for that. And if I'm creating the thought process that I have today, the belief that I can do whatever I want, um, and I can overcome, and it, it just allows for a, a security for myself that it will be okay, and that you can bounce back from it and that by by really putting in the time in the effort to to you know, like we said inventory and um, just waking up and creating routine will lay a foundation that uh, you know it's it not every day is optimistic and not every day is perfect but you there's it's almost like this this uh it's not that you expect to fail. It's just that you you expect an obstacle to come up, right? You acknowledge because it's the, just going to be things. Yeah, but you like, acknowledge the possibility, right? And it's it's like the sexy confidence. Like I used to ask, like I don't know how to be confident. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what it sounds like. I don't want to be cocky, mm-hmm. but I would like to believe in myself. And I always kept asking the how, the why's, all these questions, and just knowing, accepting that okay, at some point, I'm going to run into a wall that I've got to really. It's not even I have to do anything. It's knowing that when those walls come up, those obstacles come up, I believe in myself that I will be able to navigate through them. I don't know what the obstacle will be. I don't know how I'm going to get through the obstacle. I don't know what it is yet. I just know that the the 
goal is bigger than said obstacle. Exactly. And I'm going to, at some point, I'm going to exhaust all options to make it through that because mm-hmm. on the other side of that obstacle is some kind of greatness. And inside of that other greatness is what? More obstacles. Exactly. It's just this, it's this conveyor belt of obstacles and greatness and mm-hmm. struggle all put together. And your greatness continues to grow. However you want to define greatness continues to grow via these struggles and these obstacles. Yes. It's the same thing with resistance training. How do you get stronger? I fucking bury myself under weight. Yeah, you know, in routine, so, <laughs> within reason. Exactly. I develop it slowly, but it's it's one of those the things. That, like, it's not instant gratification. And the reason I asked you, you know, what is your method? What it, you know, do you know the point? Is because I don't. For me, I don't know the point. Something I've struggled with, I think, all my life. Mm-hmm. You know, the anxiety, depression, the self-talk, the doubt, uh, the lack of confidence. But, you know, in recently, and we we talked about this. We mentioned it. Like it was almost like an odd switch when I was like. Fuck it. I think yeah. I did finally get to the point of I don't know the house. I just know that I don't want to be the way I am, miserable. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm failing school, failing with school. You know, I'm struggling mightily with it. And this is the reoccurring theme. And it's not because I'm dumb. I know I'm not dumb. I'm I think that I'm a pretty smart guy. But forever in school owns me. Well, what is that? I, I took inventory this semester and it was like, okay, have a real conversation with yourself. It's not gonna feel good. But it's not supposed to. Mm-hmm. Nothing that re- gets, nothing that feels rewarding or accomplished or anything, uh, ever gives feedback without some kind of pain. Yeah. Pain is a gift, you know. It's a gift of injury type thing. In, insert whatever you know thing you want for whatever injury. Whatever that is, yeah. But it was one of those things where I had to sit back and I was like, I don't. I'm never gonna get to where I think I can go, living on this energy of. Uh, I'm going to go into this test. I'm going to fail. I'm going to go study for 14 hours today, but I'm probably not going to learn anything. No, 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 no. That's the framework of, of disaster. You're creating a disaster before you even started. But it's it's how do you do this? And I think for me it was a matter of I did develop a case of the fuckets. Yeah, that's it. I, I don't need to know the answer. I just need to know that I'm going to grind it out until I find the one that works for me. Mm-hmm. And it might be that it works one day and the next day it doesn't. doesn't mean that that first one didn't work. It means that I've got a tool that I can I can continue to move forward with. Well, I hone other tools or skills mm-hmm. that continually get me out. But, you know, we talk about action. We talk about just doing. And it doesn't have to be much. And it goes back to that, even the nutrition thing. Add a half a cup of broccoli to each meal. Yeah. That's what I started doing. You know, like, I, I don't remember where I read it or where, excuse me, where I heard it. But it was like, you know, if you read for 10 minutes a day, that's 10 minutes of that day that you're challenging yourself to change, to adapt um, and that's really all we're trying to do with anything. Mm-hmm. Struggle creates adaptation. Um, same thing with training in a gym or studying. You're creating adaptation in the the organ, in the brain, uh, your memory. Mm-hmm. You're creating, you know, muscular and physiological um, adaptation. We're always trying to adapt. Why is evolution a thing? Because human beings, animals, spe- living organisms learn how to adapt to whatever the circumstance yes. is. In in these thoughts, these fake um, thoughts are really the perception. So why would you create a perception of positivity and belief, positive belief in yourself, in the mm-hmm. world around you, and and what you are capable of doing, rather than sitting there at low frequency, telling yourself you can't do it, that I'm going to be miserable forever. Sure. Just there keep digging go. the grave, man. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. I think uh-huh. we can find, too, like adaptation and evolution, whether you subscribe to that belief or not is a product of hardship and you know evolution and adaption 
adaptation rather never happened because things were easy and it never, you know, whether it's just a change. I mean, we're looking at it right now with like climate change, things have to adapt to, I mean, a degree hotter, a degree colder, that is a hardship and things need to adapt and evolve to that environment. And that's no different from pH body pH. Exactly. Right. The, the body is probably human body has got to be one of the most miraculous gifts in the in the universe. Oh, right. Yeah. Like we're we're fucking out there. And you, you look at us from different species and you're already talking about just drastic the mind alone alone. At least our understanding of it is is so drastically different from our understanding of other species that it's I, I don't have a word for it. But you look at these things and you're, you're just like adaptation is everywhere. And it's like that quote, one of my favorite quotes, without struggle, there is no progress. That doesn't mean you need to be in a psych ward. It doesn't need to mean that you need to fight through an yeah, addiction. Or go look it, could, it could mean that like you failed your back squat today. Okay. What's to say that you can't reset 10 pounds next week and then climb back up and go way past that plateau or that failure? Yeah. It was just a day. It could be a blip in the circumstance. It could be a blip in time. It doesn't have to be permanent, but we're so – impatient we want immediate feedback that these things we don't allow them time to manifest and we don't allow the hardship to grow us or mm-hmm. um, mold us into something great we see hardship uh, we as a general the blanket statement yeah. but we generally see these things as just this it's a knockout punch yep you're like well if you want it to be it can be i wanted it to be for a long time i felt sorry for myself i just i kind of wanted to understand the why Mm-hmm. And part of me is a little bit sick and I like the pain. You know, I've told you about some of the stories from hockey and yeah. I, I liked being in pain. It made me feel closer to it. But the reality of it was there's something to learn. I needed to look inward. I needed to do all these things, but I just wasn't. And I think just coming full circle on this is it, the book I'm reading. It's uh, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. I think you pronounce his name. It's a three book series. Phenomenal book already. It's I just started and it's so simple. And I to pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's such an easy read that it's almost hard to understand because it's so simple. But the first chapter is about being impeccable with your word. It, that doesn't mean that your word's always right. It just means that you create agreements with yourself that I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. I will do this. I do do this. But it's not, it, it doesn't mean that it's positive all the time. You yeah. want to make those agreements and make them negative, go ahead. Mm-hmm. But just know that you're, your outcome is probably going to be just as negative. Exactly. Well, you bring up this this point. You you ask the question how, and you know there are things in 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 anyone's life, and I'll talk about myself, where there's just things I cannot do. Um, I cannot um, fly. I'm not going I'll to be, the NFL. Like, yeah, I, I can't. Uh, I can't be. Um, a professional athlete, um, you know, like in the NHL or NFL. I can't can't be eight feet tall. Exactly. There are things (laughs) I can't, but there, what I have done and it's a good practice is to replace those words like can't with Ken and I'll try with, I will do. And those, that language switch, um, when you apply it over time, it does change the narrative in your head. And it has for me in the past where you just, um, <clears throat> excuse me, as simple as something like woodworking or playing the guitar, playing the piano or podcasting, where I say, well, I don't think I can have a, f- um, a followership on a podcast. So what's the point? Well, when you say, well, I can do a podcast, 
it doesn't matter how many people listen to it. I can do whatever I want. I'm getting joy out of this. Exactly. And when you, (laughs) when you, you know, even like CrossFit or working out, I found myself comparing myself to people a lot. And when you make these comparisons, then those um, terms flood in, or they do for me, they flood in into my consciousness more often and I lose track of what my goal and mission is to do something and to change those as simple as I can't or I won't be able to, to I will, will to do something. The will to do something doesn't mean that you're going to have the most positive outcome. It just means that you're able to do something. I'm willing to take, I'm willing to take step one and see where it leads. Exactly. It's, it's, that's faith, right? Like, that's kind of like changing the mindset we talked about. Like, Oh, it almost seemed like there was a, a light switch that went off or I turned on or whatever. And I was like, fuck it. Part of it was that case of the fuck it's the other part was I just, I I'm done feeling this way. I'm done asking why. And I'm just going to start taking blind action at some mm-hmm. point. It's going to feel right. I started adding better things. I started being more consistent with the gym, not worrying about what my outcome was in the gym, but just get in there and get moving, get moving yep. the right way. Start reading a little bit more, close your eyes and meditate a little bit more. But really, it was taking away the opportunity to be 24 hours a day, mind associated with negative. Mm-hmm. Once you start, take five minutes. Okay, now you get six. It could be one second. You know, meditation. You could get one second of clarity or silence, whatever you're going for, out of a half hour practice. But you know what you got? One second. Mm-hmm. That means you can get one second again. You can get two seconds. Yep. You get three seconds, and now you're building the foundation. Yeah, and it's, it's compound it's interest. Like that, it's like that with belief too, right? And it's just. This book, they use the word impeccable with your word, and it's making an agreement to whatever you want to do. Um, you know, attention is an agreement. It's it's how how important are these things to you? And if they're not important to you, then why are you sitting there dwelling on them? Why are you trying well, to navigate these things? Now, not everything yeah. you can avoid like that. Some things you have to do, but it's the instant gratification bullshit uh, it's that it, no one wants to give the patience to manifest it. And all of that starts with thought. I didn't start, I, the light didn't go on because I decided that it's going to change today. It went on because I said, fuck it. I don't care how long it takes me. I don't care how hard it gets. I'm moving forward. I'm not going to live this way anymore. I'm going to create a better lifestyle for myself. Uh, that means living inside my own self. I can sit in my room and I can get super anxious and I can just sit there and say, let it ride, baby. Yep. Like it's, it's all good. It's going to pass. You're going to get some clarity out of it. It's just things that are uncomfortable right now. And that's good. The more you do it, the more comfortable you get with it. And the yep. more comfortable you get with it, the better off you can navigate these other avenues. And, and when the shit storm comes up, what do you do? You dip, dodge, duck, whatever you need to do. And you keep moving forward. You navigate around. You might not attack your enemies head on. You might need to go around the backside and come in from the side. I, how many cliches can you use yeah. with the strong military it, tactical work there? Right. I, I yeah, like things I read in a book, <laughs> uh, but it's just how do you develop these newer thoughts or these um, more constructive thoughts, yeah. these beliefs in yourself? And I think that's really what it is, is, is trying to bring it back into yourself. It's not eliminating everything. It's adding good stuff mm-hmm. that will push out bad. And all of a sudden, just knowing that like you don't expect perfection right away, that is something that really opened the door for me to yeah. take huge steps. And it wasn't that I didn't take tiny steps backwards, even sometimes huge step backwards, where I, that I don't. It's that I know that 
this is going to take continuous effort and mm-hmm. I wouldn't want it any other way exactly. because with continuous effort, with continuous struggle, you know, plastered in between these success, you know, portions of success is the opportunity to catapult yourself forward two more steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You might come back one, but that's how life is built. It's, it's one step forward, half step back, two steps forward, one step yeah. back, whatever nothing's, it is. Nothing's ever a perfect linear pattern. No, it's, it's, it can't be. It will not be. I think another thing to note too um, in society is that we, there's certain things we really focus on and we might not think about this all the time, but think of all the archetypes that we have that humans cling to. And we'll just pick the easiest one because most people will be able to relate to this at some point. There, we look at the archetypes that we have, we'll just say biblically. We have the stories of of struggle and the general outcome. So like the book of Job. Um, I think a lot of people maybe read that in high school, but it is a story about someone who had everything and he, in this weird battle between God and the devil, um, they tested him and he had all these horrific things happen to him, but he was principled by his belief in, in God. And substitute that with whatever belief in yourself, belief yeah, in insert noun, insert whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, but his, you could say his overall um, pact and contract with himself, and the principles that he created with himself, this archetypical story, the, there's success at the end. There's a reward at the end. <clears throat> we look at the Epic of Gilgamesh. We look at Homer's Odyssey. We look at Harry Potter. He had to overcome. We cling to these stories. Humanity clings to these stories. Star Wars is an example. It's overcoming obstacles. And we, we inherently need and want this as humans. We read stories about it. We watch movies about it. Every entertainment. There is a uh, the, the main character and there is an antagonist. There is an obstacle and there is success. Overwhelmingly in most stories. That's why we hate stories that end where the good guy dies and you're like, what the right. fuck was that story? Like I just wasted <laughs> yeah. 90 minutes of listening or I wasted, you know, six hours like of reading this book. Like $150 movie theater. Exactly. So <laughs> like this wasn't worth the popcorn. And, but we inherently as humans cling to these archetypes. Why do we do that? Because we want, we, we can relate to it first off. And I think we wouldn't write these stories if we didn't write them from experience where hardship and there's a, it's bittersweet because you go through the obstacle and then there is a reward at the end and they're really easy stories. It's good guy, bad situation, good outcome over right. and over. And we really, we cling to these kind of things. Well, it's and, like we're living vicariously through it, but we exactly. never take the time to sit back and acknowledge that we are living vicariously through it. Like, yeah, this is our, this is our life in movie form. And I'm not talking about the Disney or like the, the happy ending of like, oh, Jim and Pam end up together and married and everything's perfect. <laughs> yeah. No, that that's not the point. The point is that every story has got some kind of struggle. It's not that you have to struggle to be successful, whatever you define success as. It means that at some point on that journey, you're going to hit a bump in the road where you're going to be like, yeah. fuck, I got to turn left or right. And I don't know which way to go. Pick one. Turn yeah. left. And if you don't like the path, come back and go right. It's not- yeah. When you look at all these archetypes and inherently these individuals – generally have a belief in themselves and they get it from their external environment. They somehow become introspective and do it themselves. But I think it's something we can learn from that, 
you know, you brought this up before uh, at the beginning of the podcast about these relationships, and you're con- you're really concerned about this external environment that's going on, and it can create this this self absorption. But you know, you you do have the ability to change your environment, and maybe not, maybe for some people that's that seems like an impossible task as well, but it's changing the small things and you don't have to change the big picture all at once. It's the little foundational work that you do every single day that can change the external environment. Even down to the fact that you may wake up in the morning feeling sorry for yourself, but then you do some writing or you read a book and you take yourself out of that external environment only for a moment. And that's still laying a foundation. It's just figuring out and it's hack. It's, it's, it's a hack, right? Like you have to figure it out. There's going to be trial and error for what works for you. What I propose on this podcast may not work for you or may not work for the proverbial you, but, but there's something you can do. And and it's, it's apparent with so many stories that we have in the world and so many experiences that people have that it is possible. Yeah. And I think that, I don't know where we really are on time here, but I think that summing that whole thing with belief, thought, it, it all comes, I mean, we've talked about all this stuff and it'll continue to be echoed. You know, you a lot of these things are using different words, variables, but they're, they come down to the same pattern of how they operate. And a lot of it is slowing down to take inventory. It's adding more good, more of what you want to get the ball rolling, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But it's also, for me, it was one of those things of, I kind of touched on it, it was, I don't know exactly what the step is. I don't have instructions. I don't need instructions. I just need to know that I'm willing to put my effort in and say, okay, if I try this thing and I feel like I've tried it to its full full extent and it doesn't get me to where I'm going, it's not that it was a waste of time. It's not a lot, you know, it's like people say like, well, no relationship was, it was a lost, a lost cause. What'd you learn from it? Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. Yeah. That, that's a fair point. I hate it because nobody wants, I think everybody at the end of the day just wants to be like, I met the person I'm going to be with forever. And it's perfect. What book is that? <laughs> yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I could write it, but I don't think it's going to mimic anybody else's life. Everybody's got an issue. I know some of the happiest people in, in my life that have been married, they you know, never date anybody else. It's just been the, you know, who, the one person. They still have issues too. But yeah. it's, this, it's this commitment to themselves, to them as a, a unit uh, or a union, uh, that they are going to find their way through it. And you know mm-hmm. what? Sometimes it doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes you have to split um, your direction and go a different way. Cool. That's more opportunity for yourself. I think for me, it was just this matter of, I, I really started to say, fuck this. I don't want to be involved the way I am with myself anymore. So what is the answer? Take action and just start doing some small things, you know, one step at a time, not too much at once. Cause then you're going to fail. If you fail more than one thing at a time, then you're really going to feel down. Yep. So if you fail one thing, it's manageable to say, okay, well, time out, that didn't work. What happened? You know, reflect on it and say, how could I how could I change that? Mm-hmm. Or is that whole idea just scrapped and let me try something new? Whatever it is, but it's just one of those things that for me, I just wasn't okay settling where it was. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't know what I I don't know what I want to do with my life. I don't know what I want to do for a career. And quite frankly, I don't think I care. Uh, I get anxiety over it, thinking like, oh, am I gonna get a paycheck, blah, blah. I can go work. Yeah, I have my degrees. I go get a job doing anything I want, but it's a matter of like, do I want to keep educating myself? I have other avenues of income and stuff like that, but it's, it's more of a, what do you expect for your inner self? Where is your mind at? 
And for me, it was very much taking an inventory, acknowledging the words I was using with myself and just doing that changed my belief. Cause it was like, you know, where the problem is. You're, yeah. you're sitting here beating the shit out of yourself and you don't, you're not even giving yourself a chance mm -hmm. to try. I mean, you know, not, yeah. this has been ongoing for a long time and, and it happened quicker than I could have imagined. Mm -hmm. But that's not to say that in the last, you know, five months of change, I moved out, I moved across the country. There's been some terrible ups and downs that four years ago, 10 months ago, I would have been crippled by. Yeah. And that's just, you know, you take time to reflect on what you say to yourself. You take that inventory, but you take time to look back because so many of us are easy to say like, well, this didn't work. That didn't work. This didn't work. Well, what did though? Mm -hmm. I successfully moved across the country. I did get into my grad program. I become close with you, uh, Preston, our other roommate, become yep. great friends with him. I've met some great people. It's not a waste. No. I've learned so much about myself. I've met some really great people and I've learned that I'm capable of doing anything I want. It just not the feedback might not be positive right away exactly. or always. You I mean, know, it's it's yeah. one of those things of taking that what do the Patriots call humble pie mm -hmm. and, and you're just saying, Okay, here's the circumstance. How do I navigate through or around it and how do I continue moving forward? Exactly. And the no, old yeah. the old me would have sat there and been like, I'm fucked. Exactly. And I think nine times out of 10, I think the most important thing you said there, nine times or eight times out of 10, it is how you perceive yourself, the language that you create for yourself that will drive success versus the external environment that is around you that that's not necessarily going to dictate your success. I mean, well, and it's, it's different than, you know, using working out as an example, it's, it's different than saying, you and I are going to do the same workout next to each other and I'm going to chase you. That's motivation. That's competition. That's fun. That's hopefully going to bring out the best of me. But changing that mindset is just saying that this is possible and it doesn't matter how long it takes, but changing that mindset breeds more happiness, more joy. Mm -hmm. And when you have more of that, you're more excited to take on new challenges. You're excited to find the answers to hard yeah. questions and, 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 and less, nothing's, yeah. nothing's as much of a task as it is a, a challenge to say, what can I get from this? Exactly. And less comparison, less comparing yourself to the external environment and those around you, because as simple as doing the same workout. And if you finish before me, you know what, well, what did I gain from this? I did a workout. Right. It wasn't right. that I beat Brian or Brian beat me. It's, uh, it's, I brought out the best in both of us. Exactly. Challenge yourself to work harder because someone's here watching and you challenge the person with you to try and keep up or, you know, make you keep up. Exactly. It's, it, it is it's all how you I think had, about and, it. Yeah. And like in the, I worked with a therapist once and she said that I, I've always kind of worried about what people think for about like, you know, I walk in a room, like people are probably staring at me, not cause I think I'm so great, but because I'm like, People probably think I'm fat. People mm. probably think I'm stupid or whatever it is. And she's like, when you take inventory in every situation you can possibly do it, I want you to practice just saying, watching in your mind the word comparison yeah. being typed out on a screen. And I would do that. I would even picture like the cursor, you know, blinking on and off like <laughs> it does on Microsoft or whatever. Yeah. And I would just write out those letters and it would be in like Times New Roman font. And it would just kind of reset me and say, dude, you are attaching to an external environment that is not you, that has no control over you. That's the same thing as going and coming home from work or, you know, how many times a day do you fucking get on Instagram and check it? For what? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? It's cool to see some of your friends are on vacation. They're doing X, Y, and Z. But is that the true story? Yeah, you know what? In that moment, they're probably pretty excited. But I know plenty of people that are posting this shit that I know pretty closely. And I'm like, <laughs> that is well, not the story yeah, at all. Well, even beyond the story of the person, it's are you really checking it because you're excited for that person? It's because you are looking for that dopamine hit or... Um, or you're, you're looking for an easy way of yeah, avoiding or de- or other detaching. tasks. Exactly, or detachment. You know, like if you took – that's what it's always funny. I'm guilty of this too. I'm like, I don't have time to do this. Yeah, but did you wake up this morning at 5 o'clock in the morning and not actually get out of bed until 5.20 because you were Facebooking three times, Instagramming, exactly. checking – you know, watching people's stories on Snapchat? I'm like, well, maybe I'll check my email. It's just spam. Yeah. I mean, you know, once a week, it might it's, be an email that pops up. Where I'm like, oh, I need to respond to it's that. It's like purposeful avoidance. Right. Yeah. And because it's easy. Exactly. Because it takes less energy. You feel like it takes less energy. It's that smiling versus frowning thing. Mm-hmm. You can change your whole day by going in front of the mirror and just forcing a smile. We know that physiologically that changes the, the chemistry in your brain. Mm-hmm. Change that shit and you've already taken action. So what? You don't want to read today? Before you brush your teeth or after you brush your teeth and you got the pearly whites going, stand in front of the mirror for 30 seconds. Just hold that goofy-ass smile. Yep. that's You probably you probably get a genuine laugh out of it. And that's like, called false motivation. Right. And it just it it just takes one tiny thing. Could be reading a book. Could be watching something funny on YouTube the first thing in the morning. Could be meditating. Whatever it is. But it's taking that first step. And I think that – I don't know. I think we probably get close to wrapping up here. Yeah, well. It's one of those things of – you. Your brain, your mindset is plastic. You are going to face some kind of adversity, some kind of struggle, some kind of challenge. But when you have a healthy mindset, it's acknowledging, accepting that those things are going to happen, but that there's a belief in yourself that I've gotten through this far of my life and I've made, I've made it this far. So what's to make me believe that I can't do this? That is, it's easy to associate negative. It's hard to look back and say, remember that time that you navigated around that? You failed a test in senior year of high school, but you still passed class. Remember this? Remember that? Remember how you moved across the country? Remember how you drove successfully from here to the grocery store and back? Don't underestimate those tiny, what seems tiny, but Mm -hmm. you made some massive decisions. Driving a car is massive decision making left and right. So it's one of those things of understanding that this is plastic. No situation is insurmountable. And I didn't say that making it to NFL was possible. Realistic uh, situations mm-hmm. are, are you can over, overcome them. But a lot of it is, like this book, the agreement on words. Be impeccable with your word. Create circumstances that you yourself can uh, wrap your mind around and that you feel comfortable doing. It's not about taking anything away. It's about adding good stuff that forces uh, that negative or that draining energy out. And that, I think, for me at least, has been – the world of difference. It's taking that action and just saying, I'm going to add a little bit here, maybe a little more salt, a little more pepper. And it takes out, you know, the acidic taste or whatever, whatever you're making it. It's just, how do you take a step back? How do you slow down? And you know what, for me, it's like, uh, when these people I'm talking to, they get super defensive. I'm guilty. I did this with my dad the other day and I straight up told him, he's like, you don't ever listen to me. You just get defensive. So no, no, no. I get defensive because I know you're usually right and I don't want to put the work in. I don't want to know that you're right. I don't want to hear it. But never once when I'm on defensive, do I not hear what you're saying? I hear it. I hear every single word. And it's usually by myself where I like go through the obstacle and I'm like, son of a bitch, Bitch. he was right again. He was right again. (laughs) And it's just one of those things of 
recognize in a situation, are you defensive? And is it for the right reason? There's a difference between defending yourself uh, logically and rationally versus just saying like someone says like, oh, you should be doing this. You're like, fuck that. I don't need to do this. I'm out here. I'm there. And you're like, that's exactly when you need to call the timeout and say, hmm. I need, I need yeah. to go evaluate myself for a second and say, why am I, why am I getting worked up? Why is this bothering me? Uh, and I think that those little bit of steps, and I'm sure at some point we'll come back to all this, but those few things can really initiate, get the ball rolling to say like, here's, here's the first step to changing my mindset, which ultimately I think will change your life. And, um, it's also going in with a rational expectation. This is not happening overnight. It might not happen in a week. It might not happen in five years, but it's going to happen. Yes. It is. Yep. Well, hey, man, I can say amen to all that. And uh, I think we're coming up on around our time slot here. Yeah. uh, Um, So I guess uh, just as a reminder that people that are listening, if if you're on iTunes, whatever you use, subscribe. But if you are have the capabilities of of using iTunes, subscribe to that. It really does help us out. And and our goal is to reach as many people as possible with um, this is not necessarily for us as although we get a ton out of it in terms of mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it is really cool to hear some of the feedback from people and, um, just, just knowing that we are, have the opportunity to hopefully help people when they are struggling or not struggling, but progress further, yep. uh, is pretty amazing. And, uh, we, again, I think we thank everybody for, for the feedback and even, you know, constructive feedback is, is welcome, but, uh, the support has been overwhelming and we just ask that it continues and spread it out to people that are struggling and, um, or not struggling again. It yeah. doesn't matter where you are. It's just uh, something to keep you progressing forward. Exactly. Uh, but Nate, uh, I know I'm, I'm 1200 miles away from you. Yeah, but, man. Uh, well, digital high first, five. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's been great. Stay warm. Uh, Indeed, I know you we're too. getting a ton of snow right now, but, uh, yeah. do you guys do anything good for Christmas? Uh, we're going to go see some family and and uh, just chill out. Go go make some new traditions. That's what yeah. we're gonna do. So and that's always exciting. It's uh, I know it's it's good to be home with parents. I'm glad we're getting the white snow because I would have been real pissed if uh, Colorado got yeah, it. And you it was nice and yeah. sunny here. <laughs> well, do me a favor and uh, say hi to the the family and the friends out Absolutely. there. And um, you do the same. Yep, man. we love you all, and we'll be back next week. Yep. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and uh, you guys will be hearing us again soon. All right. See y'all. Bye. Later.